What a joy it is to spend this broadcast time with you once again. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. I am evangelist Micah McCurry, and it's my great honor to be speaking to you right now from the offices of Bible Tracks Incorporated, a storied ministry, a ministry with a great legacy. We have a good heritage here at BTI of over 80 years, sending the gospel around the world free of charge. And I'm excited to take up the mantle and continue that challenge for the glory of God. Of course, you could visit our website, and I'd encourage you to do that. BibleTracksInc.org. I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to visit our website and order some of our tracks. And if you would, after you order those tracks, let me know that you did so that I can rejoice with you. If you have questions about how you use gospel tracks, if you'd like to know what a gospel tract is in detail, I will not take the time right at this moment, but you can contact me directly and I will respond to you. My text number is this. 309-316-7240-309-316-7240. If time allows, I'll give that to you one more time towards the end of the broadcast in case you missed it. But let me say once again, visit our website, BibleTractsInc.org. We have 40 or 50 different titles that you can order there, and we would be honored to ship those to you completely free of charge. We believe that there is a lost and dying world out there, and they're in need of a Savior, and the only thing standing between them and an eternity separated from God is you and me, friend. We have a job to do, and I'm excited to be part of the doing of it. Now, I'd like you, if you can, to join me once again in the book of First Kings. We're in chapter number 17. We spoke from this passage yesterday and will continue to do so for this week. First Kings chapter number 17. God has laid this burden of this thought on my heart, and I will not belabor the point. We're going to jump right back into it in just one moment, but I'll give you a chance to find First Kings chapter number 17 in the New Testament. We spoke yesterday about the environment, the situation that Elijah, the protagonist of this account, is called to do ministry in. It was not easy going. It was not a bed of roses that Elijah was called to, and yet he still did it. Here's what we pointed out by way of review from 1 Kings 16 and 17. Elijah was called to, and he worked for the glory of God in a broken and a despondent, a depressed, a discouraging, a distracted world. I'll prove it to you once again if I can by way of review. 1 Kings 16.25 says this, But Omri, a king of Israel, wrought evil in the eyes of the Lord, and did worse than all that were before him. Verse number 30 says, And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord, above all that were before him. Verse number 33, And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Let me give you some context here. Omri and his son Ahab were kings of Israel, and God records in the canon of Scripture, that they were just the worst. They were bad dudes. They went out of their way to provoke God to anger. In verse 33 of chapter 16 of 1 Kings, the Bible records that Ahab made a grove. What that means is, is he was intentionally involved in the worship 
of false gods. These groves were places where the false priests set up their false idols, and they would worship these in direct defiance of the word of the Lord. And Ahab was neck deep in this stuff, up to his eyeballs in this idol worship. Understand, friend, this was the world that Elijah entered his ministry in. Can I draw a parallel here? This broken and distracted world that you and I live in? Friend, we have so many idols in front of us. Chief among them, ourselves. We are very humanistic in our practical understanding of ourselves, aren't we? We love to serve ourselves. We love to baby ourselves. Friend, we Us, that person you see in the mirror, can be an idol. When you treat yourself with more respect than you do the God of all eternity, the one who actually created you, then friend, you are doing no better than Ahab did. You're doing no better than his father Omri did. We live in a broken, a discouraging world. Why is it that suicide rates are at an all-time high? I believe our focus is wrong, and as we pointed out yesterday, The real thrust, the real theme, the gist of everything we're getting at with this week or so of broadcasts is this. Something is missing, friend. Something is missing. Now, before I let the cat out of the bag and tell you bluntly what that element is, that missing something, let's jump back into this account in 1 Kings chapter 17 and look here. 1 Kings 17 verse number 1, and Elijah the Tishbite who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth. I'd like you to, if I can, emphasize the boldness of Elijah's stand here. Realize he's standing in the very throne room of Ahab, and he's speaking to the man who with just a snap of the fingers could have him executed. And yet, boldly he storms in and says this, As the Lord God of Israel liveth. Before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now, you've heard before the old saying, don't shoot the messenger. Well, Elijah was not sugarcoating his message. And understand, in this time frame, the messenger all too often did end up losing his head. And yet, that did not temper Elijah's boldness. He came in, said his piece, and if I can put it this way, he dropped the mic and walked right back out. He kind of said it this way. There's going to be a drought in the land, a famine in the land. You won't have any rain, no water falling to the earth. And basically, it's not going to change until I say so, until God allows me to say so. And before he walked out, basically he said, don't call me, I'll call you. And off he went. Let me make this practical application if I can. In a broken and a depressed world, God always begins with a devoted workman. God always begins with a devoted workman. Devoted to what, you may ask, though? Well, I think we can take our theme, our idea from Elijah here. Elijah was not devoted to his own will. He was not devoted to his own work. He was devoted to God's. He didn't have his own thoughts or philosophies or methodologies. He just did what God wanted him to do, and he was solely and wholly devoted to that singular goal. 
Let me show it to you. Verse number two. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, we emphasized those five words, the word of the Lord in yesterday's broadcast. And we will continue to do so throughout this remainder of this week of broadcasts. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Let's pause here for just a moment. Now, I don't know what area of the country you are in, but over wide swaths of America, there are delivery services, food delivery services. Maybe you have Postmates or Uber Eats or some of these newfangled things. Maybe you just have a good old-fashioned Domino's that will deliver you pizza within 30 minutes or so. If this here, though, in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, was the very first edition of food delivery, regurgitated raven food. I'm not very interested in that. I don't know about you, but food delivery by ravens does not sound very good. Out in the wilderness, next to a creek, next to the brook Cherith, that is where Elijah is told to go. And what do we see from Elijah? Do we see some back talk? Do we see some attitude? Do we see some other ideas given to God on behalf of Elijah saying, I don't think that would be a good idea. Actually, we don't. Look at verse number five. So he went and did according unto, you'll never guess what the next five words are, the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Friend, Elijah was so devoted to the word of God that he was willing to go where it took him. He was willing to go when it took him. It did not matter what God required. He was devoted to that. What a lesson you and I could learn in our quest to find the missing element, the something that is missing. Friend, we have to be willing to be devoted. In a broken, a discouraged world, God always begins with a devoted workman. Even though in verse number seven, we find out that the brook doesn't stay wet. The brook doesn't stay wet. Well, you, my quick thinking lister, may think right now, that's obvious. Elijah had just pronounced a drought in the land. Of course, that little tiny creek, that little brook called Cherith, it's going to slowly run out of water. And you would be correct. Verse number seven, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up kind of a non sequitur here, because there had been no rain in the land. And yet nowhere recorded here in scripture do we find a doubt by Elijah. Either before, during, or after, Elijah doesn't say to God, well, God, you're telling me to go to this brook Cherith, and you're telling me to be fed by ravens. Don't you think that brook is going to dry up? No, friend. Elijah went where he, where he was supposed to go, as told by the word of the Lord. He did what he was supposed to do for the time frame God had laid out without a second thought or without back talk. What a lesson that you and I could learn in our quest for this missing element. Let's continue on. Verse number eight says this, And 
You'll never guess what the next five words say, just in time as the brook dries up and it becomes a parched wasteland. The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Let's review. In a broken, a depressed world, God always begins with a devoted workman who will go where God wants him to go, even if the brook doesn't stay wet, even if the circumstances don't agree with him, because we're going to arrive at a place called Zarephath and behold a destitute woman. We're going to meet a widow woman that is in dire need of help, and Elijah just might be the answer to prayer she was looking for. Do not miss the coming days of this broadcast. Thank you so much for being a part. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.